Well, good morning and welcome to Lake Murray Baptist Church. We're so glad that you've joined us for worship this morning. Uh, We're thankful for those that are here and those that are watching online as well. My name is David Bennett and I'm the student pastor here at Lake Murray. I'm excited this morning for us to finish out our series uh, looking at the spiritual discipline of prayer. And my goal this morning is to keep it really simple for us. And I want us to look at a passage in Ephesians chapter 3, Uh, where Paul prays a very specific prayer for the church at Ephesus that I believe provides for us a model for how we can pray for ourselves and how we can pray for others. So I wanna invite you uh, to open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter three. We're gonna begin in just a moment in verse 14, but I wanna provide a little bit of context uh, for where we are in Ephesians. So Ephesians is divided up into two parts, uh, chapters one through four, provide for us the first part. And and what Paul is doing here is providing a a clear explanation of the gospel. Um, He is telling us what the gospel is, its implications uh, for how we relate to one another. And then when we get to chapter five and chapter six, we begin to see how does the gospel play out uh, in our daily lives? How do we live out this gospel uh, among those around us? And so uh, what we find though in in Ephesians chapter three uh, is we see towards the end of this chapter, a prayer, uh, you probably see in your Bible, the little heading on it, a prayer for spiritual strength. And so in the midst of the explanation of the gospel and its implications for our lives, we see a very simple prayer that Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. And as I said, I I think this is a great prayer for us uh, to pray not only for ourselves, but also for one another. And so uh, I want us to read this passage, uh, verses 14 through 21, and then I'll pull out a few truths for us this morning. It says this in Ephesians 3, beginning in verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we dive into this passage. Father, this morning, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful that uh, you speak to us through your word and it's through your word that we can learn Uh, this good news of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And in this passage this morning, as we read it and as we study it, I pray God that you would move in our hearts and our lives, that you would help us to understand it uh, more clearly and that that would help us as we pray, that that this morning we would see what our posture in prayer should be, that we would see what our petition in prayer should be. And then finally, God, I pray that this morning we would see that we can have great confidence in our prayers because we are praying to you, the mighty God. So Father, be with us this morning as we study your word in Jesus' name, amen. 
This morning, I do want us to see three very simple things about the prayer that Paul prays here in Ephesians 3. The first is our posture in prayer, our posture in prayer. Look back at verses 14 and 15. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. What should our posture be when we pray? I believe Paul here provides for us what that posture should be. He, he shows us what it should be and it should be a posture of submission that we should submit to the Lord when we pray. He says, I bow my knees before the Father. This image of bowing our knees is a posture of submission and the one that we are submitting to is the Father. Now, I think Paul uses father here very intentionally, and it's something that I want us to see this morning, that, that, that father is, is, uh, is one of the attributes of God that is so important for us to understand. That, that, that what we have when we look at the God that we see in scripture is we see a father who is a good father, a father who loves us, a father who cares for us, a father who desires for us to speak to him. And for this reason, we submit to him, knowing that he is our heavenly father who deserves our love and our devotion. I don't know about you, but maybe you uh, have had some moments in your life where you look back at some things that your parents maybe told you to do or asked you to do. Maybe you didn't initially want to do them, but you look back and you're like, man, my parents actually knew what they were talking about when they led me in that direction or they guided me there or when they asked me to do this. And, and, and so it is with our heavenly father that, that he knows best. Our heavenly father knows what is best for us because he loves us. And when we recognize that our heavenly father knows what's best for our lives, then our response should be one of submission. When we pray, we must come to the Lord, recognizing who he is, that his ways are higher, they are greater, and that they are better for us. And so my question for you that I would ask is, are you submitting to God's way for your life or are you pursuing your own way in life? You see, I think we all have to ask this question we consistently have to ask this. Are we pursuing God's ways for our lives or are we pursuing our own ways for our lives? Because it can be so easy in the world that we live in today to only do what is best for us in our eyes and to not submit to the fatherhood of God, to not submit to who God is and recognize that his ways are higher, that his thoughts are greater and that if we're going to live a life that glorifies him, a life that brings him glory and, and is for our good, then we have to live in his ways, not our own. And so as you pray, my question is, are you coming to prayer in a posture of submission that says, whatever you want and whatever you desire, Lord, that's what I want and what I desire. That's the first thing that we see here is our posture in prayer, a posture of submission. Secondly, I believe we see our petition in prayer, our petition 
in prayer. The word petition is simply a word of request, an appeal to God. This is what we are actually praying. And Paul here, as he's praying for the church at Ephesus, prays for some very specific things. I think there are four things that Paul prays for here that again, provide for us a model for how we should pray for ourselves and for others. So the first is he prays for inner strength for inner strength. Look at verse 16. He says that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. We as the people of God need to pray that God's strength would indwell our hearts and our lives, that we would not rely upon our own strength, but that we would rely upon the strength of the Lord. And when we pray this prayer, when we ask the Lord to give us strength, what we are doing is we are recognizing that he is the one who provides that strength. He is the one who provides for us what we need, that our strength is insufficient for living faithful lives to him. And so we must pray and ask the Lord to give us strength. Listen, if you are a believer and the spirit lives within you, then you have access to the power that only comes from him. You have access to this strength. And so Paul here reminds us that we need to pray for that strength to be manifest in our lives. So the first prayer is a prayer for inner strength. Secondly, we see a prayer for Christ to dwell in us richly. A prayer for Christ to dwell in us richly. Look at verse 17. He says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. You see, Paul recognizes here that Christ only dwells in our hearts through faith. That we must pray that Christ would dwell in our hearts through faith and that we would be rooted and grounded in this love. There is no other way for Christ to indwell our lives other than faith in Jesus. And so Paul prays, he says, may Christ dwell in your hearts because of the faith that you have in him. And so that must be our prayer as well. We must pray that Christ would dwell in our hearts, that our hearts would be grounded in the love that he has for us, that we would be rooted in what he says about himself and what he says about us. We live in a world that will constantly seek to uproot to disorient and to shift our lives from the firm foundation that we find in Christ alone. We don't have to take much time to look at social media or to to look at the news and, and see that there are all these different competing narratives for your life of what your life needs to be about. And if we're not careful, we can very slowly uh, begin to, to shift from the firm foundation that, that Christ and Christ alone is all that we need. And so we must look to Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. May it be our declaration that we do not give into the narratives of the world, but rather through faith, Christ dwells in us richly and that we are rooted and we are grounded in the love of Christ, not in the things of the world. That's the second thing that Paul prays for. The third thing is he prays a prayer for knowledge of God's love a prayer for knowledge of God's love. Look at verses 18 and 19. He says, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. 
we must pray that we would increase in our knowledge of God's love, that we would know God's love, that we would, that we would go deep into God's love. And, and I wanna say this to us, church, there, there, is, uh, there is no end to God's love for you. There is no end to God's love for you. This is why Paul says that we wanna comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That you cannot get to the end of God's love. You, you cannot get to the bottom of the well that is God's love for you. We can always go deeper. We can always go farther in understanding the love with which our heavenly father has for us. And so what is our prayer? Our prayer is, God, would you help me to increase in my knowledge of, my, of your love for me? Because I firmly believe this is that as we grow in this knowledge of God's love, when we begin to see just how much God loves us, it completely changes who we are. Because we, we recognize that we are loved perfectly by our heavenly father. And so even when we see imperfect love in our world today, we can look to our heavenly father and know what perfect love is. And what is this perfect love? It is the fact that he has sent Jesus to make a way for us to have relationship with him, our heavenly father. This is good news. And it is why we must pray that we would increase in this knowledge of God's love for us. Finally, he has a prayer for the fullness of God, the fullness of God. Look at the end of verse 19. It says that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What is this phrase? The fullness of God. I believe that it is a prayer for our lives to find true and lasting satisfaction in Christ alone. It's a prayer that we would not look to anything or anyone else to fill us up, but that we would look to him alone as our sustaining power and strength. I love what Charles Spurgeon says about this phrase, fullness of God. We see this phrase in, in various places throughout the scriptures. And here's what he says. He says, come believer and get all your needs supplied. Ask much and you will receive much for this fullness is inexhaustible. It is stored where all the needy can reach it in Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Church, know and believe that Jesus is our only satisfaction. That, that, that your life may, may feel empty or void of something. And if you do feel that way, then, then, then I'm here to tell you today that the only satisfaction that you're going to find for that emptiness and for that void is in Jesus Christ himself. This is why we only preach Christ because he is the only one who can truly fulfill our lives. The life that he lived, the death that he died and, and, and the resurrection that provides new life for us, this is where we find true and lasting satisfaction. It is in the fullness of God demonstrated to us in Jesus Christ. And so we pray that we would be filled with the fullness of God so that we need not look anywhere else for satisfaction in our lives. And so this is the petition that Paul prays for. So we've seen our posture, we see the petition, and then finally we see our confidence in prayer our confidence in prayer. I love these last two verses. I wanna read them for us again. Verses 20 and 21, it says, 
now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Where is our confidence in prayer? Our only confidence is in the power of God through Christ. What incredible words we have here from Paul. It is a declaration of the power of God to do beyond what we can think. That according to his glory, he can do more than we can even ask or imagine. And, and, and who does he do this for? Who does God do these incredible things for? He does it for his glory, not our own glory, but for his glory so that he may receive all of the praise and all of the honor for what he has done. So listen, church, when we recognize the power of God to do beyond what we can ask or think, this should give us great confidence. It should give us great confidence, not confidence in our own strength, not confidence in our own ability, not confidence in how eloquent our prayers are, not confidence in our works or deeds, but confidence in the one who has all power, all authority, all dominion, and all rule. Confidence in the one who has power over death itself, who in his great love sent one to live a sinless life that we could not live. One who came, and died on a bloody cross for our sins so that we could be saved. One who, who was buried in a tomb, but then rose three days later, conquering death so that we could have new spiritual life in him. Listen, church, we can pray with confidence because Jesus is alive. Because Jesus is alive. And he is ruler and he is king over all things. And when we recognize that he's the king, and we recognize that he's the ruler over all things, we should have great confidence that we can go to our great God and we can ask him to do great things. And so I wanna ask you this question, church. Have you ever asked God to do something incredible in your life? Have you ever asked God to do something incredible in your life? Because here's what I absolutely believe is I believe that sometimes we pray too small of prayers, that our prayers are too small, that, we're, that we're, we're praying really small prayers to a very big God when we really should be praying big prayers to a big God. We should be praying great prayers because he is great. And so church, have you ever prayed and asked God to do something incredible in your life? I wanna encourage you this morning that may the prayer of Paul here to the church at Ephesus be a model for us in, in, in how we should, should have confidence in prayer because we serve the one who can do way more than we could ask and way more than we could imagine, all for his glory. And so why would we not ask this great God to do great things through us? Why would we not? Why would we not? As we close this morning, I wanna give you three encouragements We've seen here what our posture should be in prayer. We've seen uh, what our petition should be. And then finally, we've seen what our confidence is in prayer. And so I wanna leave you just with three encouragements of application as we kind of close out this morning. The first one is I wanna encourage you in your prayer life to pray submissively, to pray submissively. This is what we saw at the beginning. This is what our posture is, is one of submission. 
I want to encourage you to pray in such a way where, where you desire God's will more than your preference. That when you sit down to pray, that you would pray in such a way to say, God, whatever it is that you want, maybe it's a circumstance, a situation, maybe it's a person, that, that we would go in and that we would pray and we would ask God to move, not according to our ways, but according to his ways. God, whatever it is that you want in this situation, whatever it is that you want in this person, whatever it is that you want in my life, that's what I want. And when we do that, we're praying submissively. We're not asking God to do what we want. We're asking God to do what he wants. So firstly, pray submissively. Second, pray intentionally. Pray intentionally. This is something that God is working on in my life right now, is is to pray intentionally, to pray specific prayers One of the things the Lord is teaching me is that when he calls us to do something, when he calls us to be obedient in our lives, then then we can be bold and we can pray intentional prayers to ask him to give us the things that we need in order to be obedient to him. And he is faithful to provide for us and to equip us with that which we need in order to be obedient to him. And so I wanna encourage you church to pray intentionally. Pray intentionally, be specific whenever you pray. And then finally, I wanna encourage you to pray boldly. Pray boldly because of the gospel, because of Jesus, because Jesus is alive. We can pray bold prayers. We can pray for him to move and act in such a way that is beyond what we could ask and beyond what we can think. And so may we be a people who pray boldly for God to move and for God to act not for our glory, but for his glory. Pray submissively, pray intentionally and pray boldly and see what God might do in and through your life as we use this as a model prayer for us and how we pray for us and how we pray for others. And may God work and act in such a way that maybe we've never seen him move and act before. Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning and thank you for your word here. That Father, in it, we see this prayer for spiritual strength God, how rich it is for us to see that our posture in prayer should be one of submission, that our petition is one where we're praying for inner strength, God, where we are praying uh, for knowledge of your love, where we are praying, God, for, for you to fill us with the fullness of you, God. And then finally, we see this wonderful truth that we can have such confidence in prayer, not because of our own strength or our own abilities, but because Jesus is alive, because he has saved us. He has redeemed us and delivered us from the dominion of darkness into the wonderful light. And because of that, we can be bold and we can have confidence as we pray. So help us to do that. And Father, may we see you move and act in ways that perhaps we never have before. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Thanks for checking out this message from Lake Murray Baptist Church. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. For more information about our church, you can go to our website, lakemurraybc.org. For more ministry resources like the one you just watched, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or check out any of our church social media pages. This ministry resource and all of our ministry resources are brought to you by the faithful tithes and offerings of our church members. To give to the ministry of Lake Murray Baptist Church, you can go to our website and click the giving tab at the top of the page. Thank you for watching and we hope that you'll share this with your family and friends.